Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is podcast number three, and uh, now we move on to the much-awaited Cold War. Uh, we've done boom and bust, we've done the New Deal, we've covered that um, topic, and now we're ready to take you through the key uh, stories, tales of the Cold War, 1945 to 1989, and hopefully remind you of some of the important points, important factors that could appear in your upcoming exam. So, what do we need to think about? Well, we need to be able to pull out the most important features, and best place to start is to start thinking about how the Cold War started. Can I come in, Mr. Street, with a question? Of course you can, Mr. Ewan. It's good to, good to hear you. Communism. Yeah. Are you yeah. a fan? Oh, yes, I am. Right. I am on a small scale. Right. For example, a kibbutz. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we you know, go. Hang on, we've been going a, a minute. And we're straight in with a Jewish point. Um, yeah. You know, on a small scale, communism works. It is a wonderful thing, ideologically, um, for humankind, as it were. Am I a fan of it on a national scale? I have to say no. Right. History has taught us one thing. Well, it's taught us lots of things. I hope it hasn't just taught us one. But one thing that I'm going to talk about now okay. is that communism doesn't work for a country. Right. I've been to Cuba. Have you? It doesn't work. Cuba doesn't work? Cuba does not work. No, I right. would actually go as far as saying Cuba, a communist country, beautiful, great, lovely people, amazing rum, yeah. dancers, cigars. cigars, all sorts of things. Health but service? Yeah, yeah, if you're really ill, if, you're, you know, yeah. if you've got a major heart problem. Free? It is free. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, the country, I don't think, works. So communism, for me, doesn't work. Did Cuba work before it was communist? That's an interesting issue. No, I don't think Cuba did work before it was communist, but that was I because it was... I didn't ask you about whether Cuba, were you like a, you're a fan of Cuba, I said, are you a fan of communism? And now you want to talk about an island. Mm. Okay. Now, you've got a fair point. Am I a fan... All right, let's go back to the original question. Am I a fan of communism? Ideologically, yes. Practically, no. Can There's I tell you answer. someone who really wasn't a fan? Yes. Jack America, as I like to call him. Okay. Just the American. Why is that? I don't know. I, I think, we, just to make a link here, I think we've got to go back to rugged individualism, mm. haven't we? That sense of America, we built this country mm. with our bare hands. We built uh, it on rock and roll. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Rock, <laughs> rocks, <laughs> roll and roll. Rolling. Um, they built that country mm. through their... I'm going to take it back even a little bit further, uh, if you don't mind. Great, I, mean, I'm, I may be digressing a little bit, but if you think about the formation well, so far of America... we haven't said anything relevant. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to keep going. If you think about the formation of America mm -hmm. and, and the land races that people had back in the sort yep. of 19th, 18th century, yep. you know, you were told to get out there, get on a fast horse, you had a day... Shoot an Indian. Yeah, shoot an Indian. <laughs> Get as much land as you can. That's not funny, shooting Indians, but no. the, the, the concept. No, no. The, the idea. Uh, and you had to get out on a horse yeah. and get as much land yeah. for yourself. And yeah. you had to get out there, and it was about number one. Although, ironically, that does now bring us back again, because that's pretty much how the Allies were behaving as the Second World War reached its conclusion, with their own land race. Mm. Uh, oh, that's, sorry. <laughs> we're just going to pause there. pause for a sec there. Well, that was that was a most unfortunate interruption because the hotline. We had actually we had just had a stroke of luck because, as you know, kids. Well, if you can't tell, then I'd be amazed. These, these aren't scripted, um, but we had just made a nice connection. There was connection. a land race going on across Europe. The so-called allies, the USA and Britain on one side, Soviet Union on the other, were now in competition, racing across Germany to claim as much of it as they could, um, because they knew 
that there was a new ideological struggle breaking out already. Meanwhile, on the eastern side of things, the Soviet Union and Stalin were racing towards Berlin, Absolutely. desperate to get hold of as much land, because they thought of a foreign power, this foreign ideology, as a potential threat to their own borders. Yeah, absolutely. And they, you know, the Soviet Union was like a woman. Mm -hmm. She'd been hurt too many times. Yeah. She wasn't going to, she wasn't going to be hurt. She'd again. been scorned. Yeah, she has, and that's a dangerous. A woman scorns well. And a Soviet woman scorned. Wow. <laughs> a Soviet woman scorned by a German man. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not pretty. <laughs> That's not. Well, Soviet woman might be. She might be. Obstinate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Been on a couple of Russia trips. Yeah. Um, no, you know, I'm, you know. Nothing <laughs> 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 like that. Yeah. Okay. Cause no, no. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong, everyone. Um, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna move on. I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm going to pause for a moment there. <laughs> no. oh, sorry, about, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, right, so, Come um, history. Can I just say, the, the, the Second World War is not the start of the Cold War. No. The start of the Cold War is the Russian Revolution, 1917. Yep. That when the deadly virus of Marxism came and actually mm -hmm. took practical shape in in Russia. Uh, and there was a suspicion and a mistrust of the Soviet Union. And capitalist America going sort of booming away in the 1920s, mm. uh, showing how great capitalism can be, is a sort of obvious, obvious opponent to that. Yeah. Um, uh, on the other side of that, um, the, the depression in the 30s convinced the Russians that they were right. Mm. Communism was the future. And some Americans even moved over to the Soviet yeah. Union believing that communism many, was the way ahead. Many, many did. So obviously World War Two sees crucial sort of parts of the story that lead towards the Cold War, but we have to understand that there are roots. Yeah. Um, but we get to the end of World War Two. Yeah. Uh, World War Two comes to an end, and we come to the first big um, sort of things you have to learn about, mm -hmm. and that's obviously Yalta and Potsdam. Yeah. Yalta, of course, is actually during the war still, mm. February 1945. I just learnt where Yalta was the other day. I'd never I actually picked it. I believe it's it. near the Black Sea. Yeah, on the Crimea. Yeah. Um, so it's actually in the Soviet Union, mm. uh, because of course the war was still going on, they couldn't have the conference in Germany. Mm. Uh, who were the big three? The big three, well there were three people there, there was Winston Churchill, he was pretty big, mm -hmm. uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, mm -hmm. he was average size, and um, Joseph Jugashvili, mm. or Stalin, yeah. uh, and he was small. So yes, but, but the big three. The big three in a political sense. Yeah, collectively, um, and they decided that well, c can we just iron out one little mistake people sometimes yes. make? They, when they drew their lines over the map of Germany, they were not partitioning Germany as in these are the bits we have conquered and they are ours now. They were simply trying to govern it. Mm. They were trying to bring about a calm and peaceful transition to, to uh, democracy. Yeah. A bit like exactly what isn't happening in Iraq at the moment. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, see what I've done? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So they partitioned Germany uh, four ways because they invited the French in because they had kind of popped up again at the end of the war briefly. Uh, so Germany was partitioned four ways. Stalin agreed that he would hold free elections in the various countries of Eastern Europe that he was occupying. Uh, the USSR was supposed to join the war against Japan uh, once Germany was defeated. Uh, they talked about setting up the United Nations. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's... 
you know, the common belief is that these three got on, isn't it, uh, mm. as opposed to what happens in Potsdam. Now, that's not actually technically true. But, um, people are now suggesting that Winston Churchill really kind of put a lot of pressure on Stalin, and Stalin wasn't fond of Churchill, mm. uh, didn't like his sort of manner and approach. But uh, they certainly made, they, they agreed things. They did agree. They things. did agree things. And they, ha they were still fighting the Nazis. The marriage of convenience was still intact. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and the Nazis were the enemy, as were the Japanese. Yes. Uh, however, mm. contrast that a little bit with Potsdam. Yeah. We've seen a bit of a, a, a cast change there, yes. haven't we? Yes, I and mean, we have three people. One is the same. That's obviously... Um, Stalin didn't have the inconvenience of elections. No. Uh, or dying. Or dying. <laughs> which is an inconvenience. inconvenient. Though he did, he did have that inconvenience, ultimately. As most do. Well, it's the ultimate statistic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, so Stalin is still there, he, he reappears for the sequel. Um, Winston Churchill has been replaced by the not quite so imposing but mm. still politically very wily, yeah, what is that yeah, word, yeah, yeah. wily Clement Attlee. I think Churchill once said of Attlee after a, a bit of a set to in Parliament, it was like being savaged by a sheep. <laughs> I think nice. that's not the only time he called him a sheep. Really? I think he once referred to him as a sheep in sheep's clothing. Right. He was, he was, he was good, Churchill. Wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, was yeah. good. He's a bit like Disraeli, bit, just bit mad, bit mad, bit racist. Well, uh, yeah, um, but good yeah. in other ways. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt um, is was sadly no longer with us. Yeah. Uh, passed away, and he was replaced by Harry S. Truman. Mm. Uh, I don't he know what the S stands for. No, but given that the D stands for Delano, the S probably, probably stands for something ridiculous. Like something like Sherbet or something. Yeah, Siberia. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. <laughs> but he Russian didn't want to admit that. Yeah. Syrup. Well, this could go on. Yeah, <laughs> other words beginning with S. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, socialist? No. No, no. Would, it wouldn't have stood for socialist. No, I think we mm. can probably say. Harry Truman wanted to get tough with the Russians. Exactly, in fact, that's what he said. I want to get tough with the Russians. Yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, see that I want to get... No, that's a, that's a Southern American accent. Well, um, I don't know where Harry Truman was from. Don't think he was Texan, which no. was my attempt there. Right, OK. Um, so Truman wants to get tough with the Russians. Stalin feels this. The, 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 well, the Stalin hasn't done what he was supposed to do. You're right, actually. Fair point. He's, he, he's like a child that's turned up without his homework. Mm, having said he'd do it. Exactly. And then giving some bogus excuse right, about a world war. World war, <laughs> world war. My printer wasn't working. Yeah, exactly. Etc. And I left my book at my aunt. Yeah. Uh, so yes. So that there's no wonder Truman wanted to get tough because uh, Stalin had reneged yeah, on, no. on the deal. Yeah. There was also uh, another cause of tension to do with atomic weapons. Yeah. And uh, and the sort of the proliferation of atomic mm -hmm. weapons, and that Stalin felt rightly so threatened by. Uh, America's development of atomic weapons yep. and America was way ahead of uh, all the other nations. They'd exploited the scientific yep. um, moves that had been made forward in the previous sort of four or five years and America was starting the arms race and had got, had got a very strong and, start. And it has been said that America dropped <coughs> the second atomic bomb in Nagasaki. Just they were, they, That wasn't to put the Japs out of the war, to that was to muscles. say, look what we can do, Russia. Yeah. Do you want, you know, tread, we can do tread Joe. carefully. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The size of my bomb. Right. <laughs> Does my bomb look big enough? Yeah, no. <laughs> right. Um, <coughs> anyway. Uh, so, Potsdam, things didn't go so well. Um, they do confirm certain things from Yalta. I mean, the, we've got the borders. We've got um, Germany and Berlin. Being Germany and Berlin. That's the big thing everyone yeah. always remembers. Got to get rightly. that down. You'll get your marks for that. Yeah. But... 
for five six mark questions which you might often get you've got to remember a little bit extra things like for example the Nazis being put on trial Good. okay an important extra fact that pushes you from a level three answer to a level four answer I like, I like that. Um, so you know sit down get those facts learned not don't just repeat the fact that Germany was divided as was Good. Berlin learn the other stuff reparations Reparations was repaid mainly to the Soviet Union Yeah, um, to compensate them for their terrible losses. It's worth remembering how much the Russians had suffered in yeah, the war. Well, 28 million. Top of the, top of the league table. 28 million. Uh, second. Uh, second, I learned this. I yeah. told you this the other day. No, I told you. Oh, I thought I told I you. I told you. All right. Mm. <laughs> you did tell me. All right, I take it back. But I have 10 million. China. Yeah. yeah. China. Little I was going to leave it as a little quiz out there. Uh, we could have told people 20 minutes guess, later. Guess what you think. Oh, okay. Uh, never mind. So yeah, Russia or the Soviet Union is uh, being awarded reparations and we move into the kind of post-World War II uh, scenario. Not quite the happy, forward-looking life people were hoping for. No. They've gone from fear of Nazis to some kind of nuclear Cold War mm. state of anxiety, mm. which was to last sadly for many years. Now I don't know how far my marriage of convenience analogy will run but I'm going to go with it. it. Uh, I I sort of see the the Potsdam as a kind of agreement that this is how we're going to get divorced and how we're going to split our belongings and both people slightly bitterly agree to it all Mm. and feel that that's the right thing to do but then they come out of that meeting really resenting what their other half has taken and not really trusting them and thinking yeah. that actually things are going to run I and run. That, that, to me, that still works. Thanks very now. much. And okay. we'll, we'll see how far we can push yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this brings us on to uh, the Iron Curtain. I don't know if that no, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't no, work. Then it's well, arguing over curtains. Is, I've locked the stuff in my room. Don't yeah. go in there. But no. Uh, as, as I'm sure you know, the Iron Curtain served a dual purpose. It was a security measure, mm-hmm. but it was also to stop people from getting out of there ultimately. People get quite confused, students get a little confused about the Iron Curtain. I mean, it, a barrier did exist between the Soviet Union and the states they'd conquered and the West. Mm-hmm. And they did want to prevent information going out. What's important is that it wasn't a, an actual curtain. No. I think that is vital I, for the listeners. I, yeah, I, I would hazard a guess most of our students knew that. Um, I hope so. I've read a few answers where they sort of talked weirdly about a metal curtain being... right. There. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, it but it was obviously a phrase coined by the, the great phrase master Churchill yes. uh, in his speech of 46. And he talked about the Iron Curtain being. Did he say being drawn? Did he say it was drawn I across think he Europe? I it had descended. From Trieste down to the Baltic. From Stettin in the Baltic to Trieste in the yeah, Adriatic. Yeah, well, something like yeah. that. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, what, it did have holes in it, mm. which were gradually plugged. Yeah. And it was fully kind of plugged by the 50s, I think. Um, the Berlin Wall, please don't bring that into the No, not, 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 yeah, good point. 61, okay? Uh, yeah, you, know really that, you, you know that stuff. You haven't revised if you put yeah. that in. Berlin Wall, no, not till 61, remember that. Yes. Uh, if you get a tattoo, <coughs> that'll remind like you. Like memento. Yeah, yeah. Get it. some Polaroids <laughs> and a tattoo. Uh, anyway, uh, Ber- well, I think we'll come on to Berlin in a minute because yeah. it's obviously a massive part of this, but can we just talk Truman Doctrine? Yeah, let's talk sort of timeline, next few years, yeah. what happens next, the sorts of things well, that appear Well, there's another classic mistake, isn't there, which people make, which is they think that the Marshall Plan and the Truman Doctrine are pretty much different work, different names for the same thing. They're not. Right. Okay, I'm talking aggressively at the, the yeah. iPod type thing we're recording on too. Yes. They are not the same thing. Um, the Marshall Plan was 
linked to the Truman Doctrine. Uh, it was a follow-up, if you want to talk about it that way, but they were in different years. The Truman Doctrine was a set of ideas laid out by Truman, a set of beliefs of his opinion towards the USSR. Didn't mention the USSR, of course, famously. Implicitly directed yes. towards the USSR. Yeah. Uh, so, causes of the Truman Doctrine. People often forget to mention Greece, and I think it will be in the Marx schemes. Yes, it always uh, is. It, the British were trying to fight the Greek communists. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just because Greece is a nice place to go on holiday. No. If you have a look at I'm a going there this summer, actually. Are you? Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, not sure yet. I haven't booked it, but definitely mm. heading towards Mainland Greece. or islands? I think we'll go islands. Okay. Yeah. I've been on the mainland enough. So okay. it's delightful. Is it? I'm looking forward delightful. to a bit of sun and Don't surf. eat, oh, what is it called? Kleftiki or something. Really? funny. came in a funny paper bag and just utterly ranked. Did you take it out? I mean, I'm sure you meant to <laughs> yeah, eat I didn't, it. I didn't eat the bag. It's not like a vine leaf, which no, you do eat the, eat the vine leaf. Um, okay. But they did, yeah. It's the only country in the world where it's acceptable. I've never, I've not eaten enough Greek food. Whenever I eat it, I always enjoy it. Right. And uh, I'm looking There's forward to eating. Yeah, There's I'm looking forward to eating a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, days. That's what they're called. <laughs> that's right. Look at a map. N not now, obviously, <laughs> but maybe later. Yeah, good way to uh, revise, eh? Yeah. Greece is kind of tacked onto the bottom of countries which had fallen under Soviet control. That's why the British saw it as so important. Yeah. Because it was a kind of domino effect. If Greece fell communist, then probably Turkey would as well. And, and no one wants that. No. And you've got the crucial, throughout history, the Balkans have been the mm. sort of crucial Power area. Kick. Can I say power, power kick? Please do. Um, you know, ev everyone always got bogged down in the Balkans. It was mm. always a problem for anybody trying to take over Europe. The First World War. Absolutely. I mean, go back. Napoleon, Napoleon and Napoleon mm. had issues in the Balkans and... Uh, the Ottoman Empire couldn't get through the Balkans. Sick man of Europe. Yeah, and so crucial that you understand its, its sort of geographical significance. Anyway, so the British were fighting the communists, couldn't afford it anymore. Britain was pretty much beaten. Uh, so they called in the Americans, and this is when Truman issued his doctrine to say, you know, we will defend uh, anyone under threat from within or without their own borders. In other words, he's talking about communism, though he didn't actually state it. The Marshall Plan then came in, uh, the Marshall 1948, okay, so it's 47. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. 1947 was the year after the 47. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Marshall Plan came in, and that was because of a fear of communism spreading into impoverished countries. Um, because I don't, you know, it is a theme in history that where you get an extreme government, it generally follows hot on the heels of poverty, hardship, mm. disruption. And Britain and France had experienced those things. Therefore, America feared that maybe they would turn communist. Um, so they wanted to help them out. Um, maybe you've seen the famous cartoon of the rickety old West European house. Have you seen that one? And Keep it's going. Gonna, it's paint, paint me a picture. Okay, I'll do that. There's a rickety old house with Western Europe written on it, and it's being propped up by a rubbishy little beam with self-help written on mm -hmm. it. And it's tilting alarmingly onto America's shiny big house and conservatory. Ah. And it's going to fall on it, but uh, Marshall is in the garden picking up this huge, sturdy, great big, what do you call it? Uh, I want to say caber, but mm. um, sort of beam type beam thing. Anyway. Balustrade? Mm, don't know about that. I don't think so. Uh, and he's going to prop the house up. He's basically saying, you know, we're doing this for our benefit, yeah. not their benefit, even though it's obviously going to prove to be very expensive. So the UK received. 3.2 billion dollars 
uh, biggest recipient, and I believe we spent it on, on the NHS. Which is interesting, isn't it? Because it slightly contradicts the idea that you had to spend the money on a capitalist enterprise. Yes, which, yeah, that's a very good point. I actually had a, I'd almost say, an argument with Mrs. Miller over this. She really? she doesn't believe that that's the case. And really? uh, over our um, baked potato one lunchtime, we yeah. had quite a heated debate about right. whether whether the Marshall Plan had provided the money to support the NHS. I, w I maintain that it did. Well, I've definitely heard that. Um, uh, uh, the French and the Germans spent theirs on car industries, which really? is why if you buy a car now, chance you're going to get a French or a German car. Yeah. I mean, um, I know you've just bought a new BMW, haven't you? I have, yeah. And um, uh, my Mercedes is running nicely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, there you go. Um, so that West Germany, obviously. Of course. Mm. Uh, West, West Berlin, obviously. West Berlin. Uh, but that's another story. Uh, so, Marshall Aid, don't forget to mention the OEEC in your answer. The, the money was overseen, which is why Czechoslovakia applied for the money and then Stalin said no, nay, never. Mm. And so Czechoslovakia was an example of, I'm trying to find some buzzwords for the exam, yep. a satellite good. state. Good, I, I think that's very good. Uh, uh, one of these things is the satellite states. Um, iron curve, and they're sort of phrases that come up as three mark questions. Mm -hmm. And so often people think they've got it and they, they only really earn one mark, even though yes. they know all about it. So if you're going to, for example, be asked a three mark question about a satellite state, explain why it is called a satellite state, the idea that it is under the control of the country that runs it, uh, it's under the influence, it's around the edge of it. Um, and actually name examples of satellite states. Exactly. Don't just Put it waffle. into context. Actually, don't just they, waffle on. If they say to you, what, is, what does the term Cold War mean? Don't just say it's a war without any fighting. Talk mm. about when was it and who was in it. Yeah. If they say, what was the Iron Curtain? Don't just say it was a barrier between East and mm. West. Say that it was Churchill that mm. described it at that. Yeah. Give them the year. Show off. That's what an exam's about. Help, help the examiner to help you. He wants to give you marks. Or she yeah. wants or she. to give you yeah. marks. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Right, shall we move on to the thorny issue of Berlin? I think we should. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we should, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Berlin, what, a, what an anomaly. What yeah. an extraordinary situation. What an extraordinary place to visit nowadays. Oh, wonderful city. Many memories of me wandering city. through the streets of Berlin. Oh, wonderful city. Um, yeah. But yeah, fascinating. Absolutely ugly, fascinating. ugly as sin, because it's all been knocked down but by yet, our But yeah, inspiring. Oh, yeah. You know, some of the buildings. Awful design, dreadful colour, but you're still slightly wowed by them. Yeah. You look up that, at them. Some of that communist architecture has a certain car crash value. Yeah, it does. Definitely. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so Berlin found itself in the heart of East, the Eastern Zone, the Soviet Zone, and yet it's a four-power city. Power authority in the city shared between France, Britain, Germany and the Soviet Union. But, uh, sorry, France, Britain, USA and the Soviet Union. But the Russians were desperate to get the Allies out of there. Mm. And they put all sorts of pressure on, intimidation. But the city remained open. There was a group of people called border crossers. Those are people who lived in East Berlin, worked in West Berlin. And they could go back into the East and spend their, their money. Berlin was a capitalist island in a sea of communism. Yeah. Berlin was a oasis mm -hmm. of capitalism in a desert of yeah. communism. Berlin was a flaming torch of capitalism in the dark night of communism. Love that. that that's beautiful. Mm. Berlin was a capitalist zit on the face of communism. Mm. It was a capitalist rat in the communist kitchen. Mm. It was a 
Don't know. No, far from that. Um, you only need one, kids. Yeah, one will do. One May- will do. Maybe not the zip Make one. it count. No, so the, probably not the rat one. No, either. go with one of the early ones. Island or Oasis, they're the classic. Yeah, and um, it really sort of kind of highlighted the problems that communist Eastern Germany was having. What an awful country. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Pointless. So poor. Um, faced some tough times over the years oh, in East Germany. Very unfortunate. Remarkable when you see that sort of sporting prowess that they achieved despite of all the, the difficulties that they had. That's the power of illegal drugs. Yes, you're right. You're right. So Berlin becomes the critical issue. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's the heart of Cold War policy for both sides. Yep. How do the Soviet Union drive the West out? How do the West remain in West Berlin without moving towards World mm. War Three, really? Exactly. And in its brinksmanship, really. Absolutely. Um, both is. sides wanting to push forward their thoughts and their beliefs about it, but neither side can afford to or wants to go to war again. No. Which is why Stalin went for this kind of devious attempt to... Uh, clever. I slightly yeah. admire him for it as an idea. It's a clever one. This blockade. He was pushed into it by a number of factors. Creation of Bisonia yep. in 1947. Bi two, bicycle two wheels. Creation of Trizonia in 1948. Tri, tricycle, three wheels. So now West Germany is three joined together zones. It's one zone and then there's the Soviet Eastern zone. Then there's the introduction of the Deutschmark. Yeah, I'm just rubbing my fingers together in yeah. a kind of money yeah, symbolic way. A new currency introduced to West Germany and therefore available in West Berlin. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'm not a great economist. I don't know about you. I think economy is very, very hard. I think it's very, very boring. I think mm, both. Yeah. Um, so you don't need to understand about the currencies. If you do, good, good for you. Yeah. But the fact is, the Russians couldn't tolerate this strong Western currency filtering out into East Berlin and being used and being seen as more desirable than their currency. There may be a bit more to it than that. I don't I know. I think that that's going to be enough, though. Is, you know, you when you're explaining know reasons, yeah. that the, the new currency was a reason why, yes. and not yet another reason for Stalin to get that much yeah. twitchier about West Berlin. Yeah. And uh, the way he saw it, that ran counter to the Potsdam Agreement mm. that they would discuss any changes of this mm. kind. So that yeah. was the trigger. That was the trigger, and um, and so in in move Stalin, he cuts off. Uh, physically cuts off the link claiming that they needed to be repaired mm. and so train road links are no longer working and the supplies the routes into west berlin from west germany have been uh, blockaded it's a siege it is a siege what it's become it's a siege and will the west berliners keep going will they survive will they survive will they be eating their own dogs Oh. Like they did in the medieval times when they were being yeah, well, like they did in the siege of Stalingrad, and like they did in the siege of the wallpaper. The siege of Stalingrad was pretty much like medieval times. Yeah, true. That's but a different story. It was a war that put Europe back in the Dark Ages. Yeah, yes, it was. Meanwhile, in Berlin, West Berlin. Well, what does the West do? Good, good question. What are your options? Okay, you're the president of America. Right, I'm what president of America. Okay, I will. I bomb the hell out of them. Right. Okay. Can you see a drawback? No, not if we do it. No, if we cover the whole of Russia, everyone, bomb right. everyone. Right. But I suppose the drawback is a we're killing people. Yes. Uh, B they might retaliate. They probably will. They probably will retaliate. The Russians. Yeah. And uh, okay. And, well, and internationally, I people won't be behind me. Let's let's just pull out. It's obviously not worth it. It's uh, 
It's oh. not worth the trouble. And Hold why on. risk a war? Hold on, Mr. President. Are you going to back down from this symbol that represents the power of capitalism? It's, that's going to let Crikey, the Ruskies, you're right. That's going to let the Ruskies think that they've won and they're better than us. We can't just pull out, Mr. Oh, President. I should have thought of that. You're you right. Sh- yeah, that's why I'm <coughs> here. Is there some way we can, I don't know, feed the Berliners mm. without having to actually fight that, the Russians? That we can't get in by train or no, car? No, train's out. Let's car's dig out. in. And how about we, we dig a tunnel canal? through East no, Canal? Closed. Close I've got repairs. it. What? Let's fly in some supplies. That's impossible. You'd need to have a plane landing every 90 seconds. Well, let's do it. Let's do really? it. Really? There are, there are plenty of airports there. There's a river. We can drop some planes in on the river. We can get the sea planes out. Surely we can do this. It costs a lot of money. We've got money. Okay. It's worth it. We need okay. to keep hold of West Berlin. We okay. can't let, we can't let the, the red bear feel that he is eating our honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I would never want to do that about anything. No. Uh, you're right. They actually yeah. built an extra airport in Berlin, especially, mm. uh, in the French sector, Tegel. Uh, yeah, so Berlin Airlift. Oh, are you, I'm sure everyone in their notes has got plenty of Yeah, we don't need to go through this. I mean, 48 to 49. Um, awesome. Try and remember some of those stats. Awesome nice stuff. Yeah, yeah, planes landing every 90 I seconds. I seem to remember the number 277,000, but I don't know what it means. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I could come from any of yeah. the courses. Throw that in. <laughs> Just write it down. Yeah, 277. Number of, number of airmen killed was something... 277,000? No, 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 no. <laughs> something like it was either 17 or 70. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll maybe go, you need to check your notes on that one. To we, be honest, we yeah. might. I know, I'll tell you one thing that was flown in. A goat. Mm. A goat was flown in because the Welsh fl- Fusiliers didn't have a mascot. Oh, really? And they requested a goat. Is one, is, isn't there a story about a man flying over and dropping sweets yeah. and chocolate yeah. for the West Berlin children? Yeah. <laughs> and he was known as the Candy Bomber oh. after the very first packet of sweets he dropped. True story. Hit a journalist on the head. Fantastic. Probably hurt. Oh, I would have thought so. But like that old story about dropping a penny off the Eiffel oh, Tower yeah. goes straight through somewhere. Exactly. Uh, he was... The candy bomber was also known as Uncle Wiggle Wings, <laughs> which is <laughs> a bit, bit more sinister. Which chocolate would hurt most? Not Maltesers. No, <laughs> the lighter way to be like hit on I the head. If I was going to be hit on the head by a chocolate, I'd go Maltesers first. Aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we could go on and on. Um, <laughs> but we might. I, I wouldn't want to be hit on the head. That? Depending on the angle of, of impact, a Toblerone. Oh, damn right. But it's Swiss, so we're probably being neutral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neutral chocolate. Yeah. Um, what about? Mm. Uh, chocolates. <laughs> Milky Way wouldn't hurt that Milky much. Milky Way would be okay. Quite fluffy. Um, a finger of fudge is just rock. enough. Yeah, it's to, just to really take your eye out. Boiled sweets, bad. Humbo, bad. Harry bow, not invented. Not no. so, not so bad. Irrelevant. Um, <laughs> the space. The space, um, the ones filled with sherbet, which are made of rice paper. Kind of well, float yeah, down. they'd be fine. But <laughs> we're going back to the 70s here. The kids okay. might know what we're talking about. You're right, you're right. I don't know if you can still get those. Can you still get, despite going off task, if you know the answer, tell me. I haven't seen a sherbet fountain in years. I got one for my birthday. My wife got me a, one of the sort of collection of presents with various retro-style sweets, which That's she bought at a shop in Islington, which is full of retro-style sweets. Uh, okay, so are they only available in retro-sweet I think shops? so. She, even bu- she got a fruit salad and blackjacks. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Took my teeth out. I'm too old to eat Brilliant. I don't want to go on about the old days being good, but the old days were really good. There were some great sweets. You didn't have to worry about sugar levels and things no, like that. No, because no one knew. You no. did whatever you liked. Yeah. I remember a Wham bar. Oh, I don't remember those. <laughs> <Did you> not, <laughs> they take about two days to eat. Do you remember... 
Curly Whirlies. Yeah, you still get. Do you? There are going to be there are going to be kids listening <laughs> to this going, "Hey, we're not that young. Curly Whirlies, we can get them." Oh really? I think someone might even be eating one while listening to this. Do you think so? Someone in the bus. world? On or a bus. Someone listening to this. Someone. Uh, someone <laughs> don't listening eat to chocolate this. for breakfast. That's but ridiculous. You'll have a little energy rush, and then you'll. Why would they be listening to this? You said they're on a bus for some reason. I think <laughs> that would be. Why would you go in a, on a bus in the afternoon? <laughs> That's just weird. <laughs> That's stupid. Uh, I'd 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 like to be hit on the head by a flake bar. Yeah. Because it would break and then I'd eat it. <laughs> Have you seen these dipped flakes you can get? No. Yeah, they're good. Are you they? can eat them and you don't lose chocolate all on the <laughs> sofa. <laughs> so the Uncle candy Wiggle man, Wings. Uncle Wiggle Wings, Uncle Curly Wiggle Wings. No. <laughs> stop. Um anyway, yeah, so lots of stuff was flown lots in. Lots of stuff. Stalin um, must have sat there in the Kremlin with steam literally coming Red out of his ears. coming out of his ears. Yeah. Um, and what could he do? Because you know, if he, again, another cartoon to paint a picture, a slightly oversized Stalin sat on top of a of a roof mm. of a Berlin yeah, building yeah. with a sort of old-style blunderbuss exactly. aimed at storks uh, representing the Western powers flying in with supplies. Does he shoot them? He's called the birdwatcher. He is called so the birdwatcher. So no. no, he, he doesn't. Because if he shoots them, it's war, isn't it? And, and you know that feeling when you're at a football match and the opposition score right in front of you mm. and they celebrate in front of their fans yeah. and you're just standing there. Yeah. He must have felt like that. Unless that sense of total rage. Unless that, you're that yeah. Tottenham fan. No, well, good luck to that Tottenham fan. Violence is wrong, but punching Frank Lampard is okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the official line here yeah. and say that, that that's not necessarily Don't right. Don't run on a football pitch. If Even if it's Frank Lampard. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So the Berlin Didier blockade... Johnson, <laughs> I'd punch out Arjen Robben. Would you? <laughs> if he walks in and out. He's too quick for you. Yeah, true. He'd just whip, run round you. He's like and I wouldn't whiz. know if I'd really hurt him or if he was just lying down clutching his face to try and get me sent off. Would you punch Drogba? <sighs> if he couldn't punch me back. I don't sound, you know, it sounds a bit weird, but did you see him with the shirt off the other day? Hang on. <laughs> he is. He's a, he's a machine. Yeah. He, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. Punch Fat Frank. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We're Berlin blockade, 1949 then. Learn... Learn it, because yeah. it's so often a question. It's a good thing to remember. It's interesting. Uh, there's stories to tell about it. It, it won't bore you. It's so indicative of all the big issues in the Cold War. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Berlin blockade and Cuban Missile Crisis doesn't get bigger than those two things for I me. Think so. Um, so learn it. Yeah. And really, the sort of end of the Berlin blockade obviously takes us into NATO, but that's probably for the next podcast. Should we talk NATO another day? Yeah, I think, you know, think of... 45 to 49 as the opening period of the Cold War. Mm. Um, there will be a short interval where drinks and refreshments will be Exactly, and then back for Act 2. Back for Act 2. It's like two, an opera with about innings. four acts, yeah. and uh, you might find some of it less interesting than other bits. Lots to learn, though. Lots to learn. Get your notes, read up on it, and uh, and, and enjoy it. Enjoy it's the, the only course we teach where you have to know lots of dates. Yeah. You've got to learn those chronologies. Yeah. We'll be doing those in class, presumably. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe doing it now. Yeah, depends. On you the might time. have one in your bag that we did yesterday. Yeah, that's thinking. the weird thing about this. You might be listening yeah. to it long way in the future. They might be listening to it like twenty years time. They pulled out an old okay. pod, iPod and think, oh, that was a good old these. days. I remember these iPods. Now, you and I might be dead when someone's listening to this. Oof. Well, I hope that's not in the next few weeks. No, that would be a disappointment. Yeah, unless you're listening to it in forty years time, when I probably don't mind dying in the next few weeks. No, that's I'll be true. Seventy-five. This is like <laughs> this is like Memento or Back to the Space Time. I wouldn't be at all surprised. If I walked in the door <laughs> as an old man, a time-travelling old man, and said, no. will you just please end this podcast because it's going on a Tell me how I'm going to die. <laughs> and then I can't do that because I'll then listen. you'll disappear off the photo and, and the I'll future will be changed. 
Okay, we're going to go now. I'm going to have some lunch. I think that's probably for the best. Okay. All right, catch you later, everyone. Bye. Bye.